Ain't it good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? We're, we're glad for that you came out to be with us in the house of the Lord. Look over at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed to be alive. If you don't think you are, you know, you just go up here to the funeral home. Look around, you'll see that you're that you're you're blessed. You're blessed to be alive. I want to thank Brother Levi this morning for bringing forth the good teaching. And you know, it's a serious thing when you're talking about God, and and uh, when you're thinking about the Lord, I want to talk to you a little bit this morning. I want you to go to Genesis chapter nine, going into back into old Old Testament, and a brother humble. That's good. And kind of elementary teaching here this morning, but it's what the Lord laid on my heart. How many knows the Lord will change you so many times if you've, if you've ever been called to preach or to teach? The Lord will take you in several different directions. I want to speak to you this morning about the signs of what you're seeing. Did you know there's a lot of signs in life? One of the signs that God gave in the Bible... And you're going to see this here. It was a sign that that Noah was given, was given after they come off the ark. And I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to lay a little foundation. So we're going to be going into New Testament as well. But I just want us to all close our eyes. I want us to have a little minute of prayer here. Heavenly Father, we're at this point in this service, Lord. We ask your sweet anointing, Lord, to come down and anoint not only me to preach, but anoint our ears to hear. For, Lord, your word is already anointed, Lord, and it's mighty and it's powerful. Lord, we pray that your Shekinah glory will fill this temple this morning. Lord, let your sweet atonement and your sweet anointing fall upon us in a special way. I feel your anointing, Lord, for I know that you're here. And, Father, we praise you and we honor your holy name. In your precious name we say, Amen. Starting with verse 8 of Genesis chapter 9. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you. Everybody say, my covenant. How many knows that God has made a covenant with you this morning? My covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature, every living creature. I want you to pay attention to that. That is with you of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that goeth out of the ark to every beast that is of the earth, I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of the flood, neither shall there be any more Flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is a token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is within you for perpetual generations. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Highlight that in your Bible. Yeah. Perpetual. I do set my boat. Now whose boat did he say that was? His boat, right? My boat. In the cloud. And it shall be for what? A token of what? A covenant. Hallelujah. Between me and the earth. 
And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud. Now who brings the cloud? I. Who's that I in that sentence? That's God. When I bring a cloud over the earth, and the bow shall be seen, what? In the cloud. <laughs> I will remember my covenant. Who will remember his covenant? God. I, God. He said, I will remember my covenant, <laughs> which is between me and who? And you, and every living, living creature and all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all the flesh. And the bow, everybody knows what a bow is, don't you? Shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and God said to Noah, This is the token of my covenant, which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Now I was thinking about these scriptures this morning, thinking about them last night, thinking about the night before that. Brother Hummel, I was thinking about how that every time when you see a cloud arise, there's a possibility of seeing a rainbow. Yeah. Every time that you see that there's a dark cloud, there's hope in there. Every time in life when you see something dark coming your way, always remember that there is hope. Always think about this, that even though sometimes you don't see the rainbow, God can still be in that cloud. He could still be watching over you. That's a good point. Even though sometimes, hallelujah, we don't realize probably how real, I want to break this down in a real way to you this morning, how real that God really is. Now I want you to think about, how many ever seen a rainbow in here? Everybody raise your hand. you seen a rainbow. Almost everybody in here, I think everybody's seen a rainbow. Now, if you've seen a rainbow, we are to be at all. You understand that? We are to be at all. You say, well, that's just a little rainbow. How many has ever been driving down the road? I feel that. And been in some kind of distress in your life. And out of the blue, maybe drive through a little stormy cloud. And all of a sudden, Sister Virginia, I'll look up and I'll see that bow that goes across the sky. And I think, man, that's just how real you are, God. You can show us that covenant. That is reality. That's something that God... That, and not only when you listen, when you see that rainbow in the cloud of the chapel, not only do you see it, but it says He sees it. Woo! There you are. He sees that rainbow. I'm talking about the God who slung the whole universe, who made the stars and made the whole earth to sit and spin at 23 half degrees axis. The same God who was able to do all that knows when that little rainbow pierces up out of a little meadow right after a fresh falling rain. There's something that's so majestic and so beautiful about seeing that. I'll tell you what, I've been out. I'll never forget, I was out in James Gregory's country working one time, way out through there, on out toward where the Fosters live out there. You know how that valley is when you go over? 
I was working there one day, Brother Humboldt, it was hot and sweaty, and a little rain popped up. We come down, and I looked at across that valley, and I seen the most beautiful rainbow coming out of that. And I tell you what, I just had to sit there and start coming my hand and thank you, God. That same promise that He made, hallelujah, He made us another promise, and we're going to be going into that. But He made us, He showed a sign. Have you ever seen a sign? In different ways. You will see different signs in your life. And I want to talk to you about what's the different type signs. And me being in the construction field, I know a little bit about signs. There's several different types. I've actually used to have to go out and do sign planning. And there's several different times. One sign is an information sign. That's informing you. How many of you ever been on the interstate and it says, Brother Humble, that 10 miles down the road, you're going to see construction. You're going to see something take place. Because yeah. it's a, telling you it is an information sign. Yes, Lord. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. It's informing you that there's something ahead. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Just like when you see, when you smell a certain smell in the air... And you know for sure that you hear a thunder in the mist. You know that more than likely you're going to see rain, don't you? That's a sign. It's something that you can actually hear and see. That's kind of like when you, the information sign, when you see when you're out on the interstate, Brother Wendell, it's telling you that there's something ahead. God's been telling us all here at this church that there's something ahead. He's given us information that there's something that's coming up. You know what? You may have something coming up in your life and you may not realize what you're fixing the Bible, but God will put an information sign in your way and show you what direction you need to go. But then there's what we call, when we go out and set up a job, Brother James, it's called a warning sign. Yes, Lord. It's saying that there's a curve ahead. There's danger ahead, Brother Humble. And that sign will show you exactly what you need to do so that you don't wreck or crash your, yourself or get in some type of trouble. And you know what? Then there's what they call regulatory signs. Which that's speed limits. Do not pass. Stop. <laughs> Everybody, sometimes, you know what? Sometimes we need to stop. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes I need to stop. You know what? God has His way of doing things that we don't know. You know what? Every sign that you see when you drive up down the road, it, some of them are for information to tell you that there's a historical place up here ahead. But some of them are to help you. I want you to listen. Some of them are to help you. Because there's things ahead of you that you don't know what you're fixing to run into. Yeah. And when you see a man of God get up and preach the counsel and preach the word, he is trying to give you a warning. Did you know that? Come on. If I get up here and I don't give you a warning, I'm not being too good of a flagman. Come on. You see that? I'm actually. How many's ever seen a flagman on the road? Yes, amen. How many's ever not liked a flagman on the road? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the truth of it is, that flagman has a purpose. Yes, he does. You don't realize his purpose, but Sister Barb, he's got a purpose. Yeah. 
Even though you may not like him because you've got a busy schedule, have you ever seen one of these out on the road when they're sitting out there? Even though you may, Sister Linda, you may have a busy schedule and you're in a hurry in your life, but all of a sudden here stands this flagman out. And there's different signs. I'm going to show you some things that you do with a flag. And you probably doesn't know it, but it's got some reasoning behind it. Sometimes, Brother James, you could be driving down the road and you see that flagman stand there. So you, that's when I first started out doing when I went to work for the state. My goodness, I hated that job. Stand there for hours in one spot. But you know what? We had a class. And they took us and trained us. And they told us this one thing. You've done it before, I'm sure. They said, your life, the, that flag don't, mean, don't look like much. But it has purpose. And you know what the purpose it has? It's, it's to protect not only the people that's in the cars. Thank you, Brother Carter. Not only the people that's in the cars. But it's to protect those people that's working and laying down there. That's doing the work. The workers that's out there working. See, that flagman had a purpose to protect. And that, that flagman goes to sleep on his job. And you're coming down through there in a car at 100 miles an hour. What's going to happen to those men that's working? That's kind of like a pastor or a preacher of a church. If we go to sleep on our job, or every one of us that's got a job for Jesus Christ, every one of us has got a job. we got a flag in your hand, in case you didn't know it. And your flag is to guide people in the right direction. And if you're not guiding them in the right direction, you know what's happening? Is you are falling asleep at your job. And if you're falling asleep at your job and guiding people in the right direction, they're going to come at you at 100 miles an hour. They're not going to see that you're standing there trying your best to guide them in the right direction. But you know what? If you're out here on the road and you see that hill out like that, that means stop. And if somebody's coming really fast and you see a flagman doing this, like this, he means for you to really stop that you're going too fast. <laughs> you know, sometimes God does it the same way. He says, you need to stop what you're doing, brother. You need to stop what you're doing, sister. Sometimes he'll hold it out there and say, you know what, just stop. But you know what? Before long, you just turn away from that flag. It's heavy to have God kind of wave his flag at you. He said, you really better stop what you're doing. You really better stop this little weekend problem that you do. You really better stop this little things that you've hidden in the secret that a lot of people don't know about. You better stop it. Because the flag is flying. <laughs> it's letting you know that he's yeah. warning you that what's ahead of you can be a catastrophe. Yeah, that's right. He's sending you a warning sign. He's flying every day. Every time that you see a preacher, I get up here this morning, I may be flying this flag, but I'm sending you a warning sign that there's something ahead that's a great danger if you go down the wrong path. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise, there's something great if you learn to listen. And stop when you need to stop. And go down the safe path. Because you know why? That lightning knows exactly where to send you in the arms of safety. <laughs> See, God knows exactly where to put you in the arms of safety. Yeah. Did you know that? He knows exactly where to send you. And puts you right in the right arms that you need to go. You know what? When the, when the lightning's out there and he wants to send you right direction, you know what he does? Not only does he 
point his flag, but he points his arm. And he tells you, this way. This way. That's the way that I want you to go. But what we want to do, I, I was out flying once. I'm going to give you a little example. I was standing there, Sister Bart, by the road. This guy pulls up. Now, this side of traffic was all closed off. He had no way that he could have went that way. Even if he wanted to, he would have run into a dump truck head on. He gets so mad and furious because he got stopped. That he got out of line. And he run up to me, right in front of me in that big truck. Well, then by that time, it was time to let him all go. But he was out of line. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I said, all right, everybody go this way. So everybody started going. And he was stuck over here for miles, traffic back there. Oh, he was so furious. He said, there are heavens brakes that burned my tires. And I said, boy, you're going to tell you what. You're costing yourself some money here. Oh, he's so mad, Brother James. He gave me, he gave me some signs. <laughs> but it wasn't a good signs. But you know what? Hey, man, that's good, brother. You know what God said? I looked at him, and he pulled up, and he rolled his window down. You know what? I could have gotten my daddy. Did you know what I've done, Brother Levi? I said, God bless you. Well, yeah. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, God bless you. Have a good day. Praise you know the Lord. what? I'll tell you what. It didn't make me mad because if you've been out there all day long, you're going to endure that. But boy, he went on by, you know. And I thought, you know, all he done was he done a whole bunch of foul language. He got mad, burned all his tires off, and then still ended up in the wrong direction. Did you know you can go the wrong direction? But God says you need to turn the right way. Amen. You know what? You, you, it's never too late to turn. No. Some people live this secret little evil lifestyle. I don't know why I feel that. But let me tell you, that secret evil lifestyle will hit for destruction fast. It will. And let me tell you something. God is a is an all-seeing watcher. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. And he'll guide you in the direction that you need to go. Yes. And you know what? If you may ever you may be one of these out here and you're flying the flag. You know, I can stand out here all day long and I can fly the flag. But till you decide to look at that flag and go the right direction, you're headed for danger. That's good. I'll never forget sometimes. Brother James, even in faith, we get a little weary standing out there in the middle of the road by ourselves. I'll never forget, I feel this, this is for somebody this morning. i never forget, I was young, just hired on. We was out in the old valley of all places, it come a flood. Everybody knows that this Wayne County, if you don't, old valley floods when it rains. Big time. We had barricades up across the road. We were stopping everybody, saying you cannot go through. I used to have to work the night shift, so I'd have to stand out there all night. That was your job, all night long. That sounds easy, but you stand out there all night long and watch water <laughs> and try to tell people to turn their vehicle around and go back another direction and try to explain to them why you can how to get back through the mountains and hills to get toward Tennessee and report again. It is difficult <laughs> giving directions. But you know what? I was sitting there one night 
and it was foggy. You couldn't hardly see a big fog fell. We had flashing lights, but you know what? You get flashing lights in a thick fog. Have you ever been on the road? You can't see nothing hardly. Well, you take that, and I heard a guy in the distance. You could hear the moan of his carburetor hit an old car, and the four burner was open. You could hear, and I was sitting there, and I could hear it. I heard danger coming. I hear danger coming for somebody here this morning. Okay, I hear danger coming for somebody here this morning. I heard that danger coming from a long way off. There was an old man with me. He's dead now. His name was uh, George Brown. He used to run the theater up here, if anybody knows him. George was standing out there, and I said, George, I'll tell you what. It's fog. You can't see, and it's thick. I'm not going to get run over by the car. He ain't going to stop. He said, well, we're going to try to stop him. I said, He's got lights and he's got a barricade. I, and you can hear him just flying. I mean, just unreal how fast this guy was going in the middle of the night. So all of a sudden, I see the danger. That guy come around that curve there. It's Dick saw shop used to be up there. When he come around that curve, you could hear his tires squealing. We was just right out there past. George stood there. He's an older guy. He said, that's all right. He said, sure, but he won't hit me. He kept coming faster. How many of those devil coming you quick? Yeah, right. He kept coming quicker and quicker and quicker. And before long, I could, I could see that car. He was not slowing down one ounce. George sitting there, a flag in the flag with all that was in him. Next thing I know, I was climbing the bank like a cat. I was trying my best to get out of there. I said, you know what? He's on his own. I said, you know what? But George stood there to the last minute. Here that car went sideways. He hit his brakes about 50 foot from him. He went sideways, went down the ditch line sideways, tore barking. The front of his car barely missed George's bed. His belly stuck out like that, so his belly just barely missed his belly. I don't know how he can get his feet, Brother James. But him still sitting there, I'm flagging that boy. <laughs> the boy Rex goes down the ditch line, tore his car all to pieces, and opened the door and said, Where am I? <laughs> of course, he'd been drinking. He'd drunk on alcohol. I went up, George went over to him and he said, What's wrong with you, boy? He said, Man, where am I? He said, he said What the poor are you at? He said, You're in the ditch. You turn this car upside down. You know what? That's what a, a lot of times we wonder when someone's sending a signal to us where we're at and we're not listening and we end up side down in the ditch and we're asking, Where am I? Yeah. Where am I? Good. Where am I, Lord? You've been told the whole time. Every Sunday in your life, I don't care who you are, or if you've been raised in every bit of knowledge of Jesus Christ, you've been warned. That same token, when you stand before God one day, there ain't going to be no, no waving, no flag and saying, you know what, Lord, let me try this again. I'll get it right this time. No. He's sent in his warning flag for over 2,000 years. He's been telling everybody it's time to get in the house and go. 
He's telling everybody it's time to start living right. He's telling everybody it's time to put him first. He's telling everybody that it's time to listen to what he says, to finally listen to what that flag is saying. It's saying, look at the sign. You've got danger here. But you know what? For us that's going the right direction, you know what he's saying? He said, look at this sign. He said, there's your way. Hallelujah. There's your path. There's the road that I really want you on. You know what? There's a road that you need to be on. And if you're not desiring to get on that road, you can run in the ditch all day long. But you know what? Until you desire to really do what God wants you to do, you will just live your life in the slow lane of destruction. You'll get out of sync. Now, I don't care what this tells you, that tells you. The Word will stand true, won't it? Amen. We've got power. Like Heather said, we do have power in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know what? There's Jesus talked about, He said, you know, they require a sign. You know what? Jesus has given us enough signs already in life that we should never have to want again. He's done told us how many times that He loves us. And what else are we looking for? We've got power in the name of Jesus. Go to Mark chapter 16. This is after the resurrection of Jesus and the appearances of Jesus, starting with the 14th verse of Mark chapter 16. And afterward, he appeared unto the eleven, as they sat at meat, and abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of hearts, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. See, they didn't even believe the sign that he was risen. <laughs> There's a lot of people that's not believing still. But I'm here to tell you, we've got something to believe in. Just like if you see a rainbow in the clouds, you can guarantee it that God knows that a rainbow's there because it just shows you in the Word that He knows it's there. You know what? God knows what we're going through. It says, and He said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to what? To every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be what? Uh-oh. Well, that's the word. That ain't me. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Did you see that? These signs. These signs <laughs> shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall what? Cast out devils. They shall what? Speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and they shall drink deadly things that shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We've got power in the sign of Jesus. Do you know that? We've got power just in the name of Jesus. We've got authority over the devils and demonic forces that comes against God's people. 
We've got that authority. Because why? Because He said so. And how do you know that that's real? If you ever believe and see a rainbow in the sky, you can guarantee that God knows it's there. Just that same faith that you have, that you believe that. How many really believe that's God? Do you believe that's the Word of God? Does that not what it says in Genesis chapter 9? If we have faith to believe that, why do we not have faith to cast every devil down to the pits of hell from whence he belongs? Think about that. If we had that kind of power, how many of us have faith enough to get up in the morning and make sure that we can, your car is going to start? We have that much faith, but we don't have faith that God can help us through our battles and our trials. Let me tell you something. We serve a God that has power over the devil. We have authority, and I speak that to you this morning. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over the devils that's in your home. You have authority over the forces that come against you in your house. Because God said that you have that authority. He says it right here. I'll read it, not what I said. It says, and the signs shall follow them that believe. How many, the problem, that is the big word that everybody leaves out. Believe. Believe. Look up to Jerry and say, believe. Believe. Yeah, believe. Believe. Shall believe. Believe. Woo! I believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. In what name? In my name. That's the name of Jesus. <laughs> if you believe in the name of Jesus, they shall cast out devils. And they shall speak with new tongues. Woo! Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. There's nothing more pleasurable than getting under the anointing of God and feeling that sweet anointing of the Holy Ghost move upon your body and you feel your stammer and lips. You feel your body start the option of God start to move in you. And that brand new tongue comes forth that no man can explain that confuses every devil in the pits of hell. When it goes forth, the devil sits and thinks, what is this taking place? The anointing of God when it comes on the scene. It confuses the devil in such a way that he does not have a clue what's going on. Because you know why? The anointing. The anointing's powerful. By what? Those that believe. Amen. We gotta believe. We gotta start, you know what, waving our flag in to sign to this whole world. I'm not enduring the sins of this world. I don't have to partake of the sins of this world. The rest, everybody else can partake of the fruit if they want to. But I want the fruit of Jesus. I want the fruit of the vine that I can grab a hold of from the Lord that I know is good. You know what? They shall take up serpents and shall drink deadly things and it shall not hurt them. That don't mean you go out here and grab a bunch of snakes up, by the way. I don't mean you go out here and pour you a bunch of strychnine in the bottle. But it means that if you have the faith, if it's, I really believe if a serpent come up and bit you and you was out and it grabbed a hold of you and bit you, that God would protect you. Paul demonstrated that. That's right. He demonstrated it. Now I believe that if you drunk something that, and it happened to be poisonous, that God would say, you know what, I've got my protection over you. Amen. That you're protected. How many times already do you reckon that you probably not drank something you didn't know and God ain't protected you already? Did you know that? God is an all-seeing eye. 
They shall lay hands on the sick. Man, we've got to get (laughs) sick and they shall recover. Not that they might recover. He says they shall. It's all about what direction that we want to go with our life. This morning, I'm asking you, how many of us are waving our flags? You know what? Sometimes, here's the good part about it. That guy that's standing out there flagging, he's protecting others. He's protecting you. And there's another thing he's doing. He's protecting himself. Because he knows that he's got the right attire on to protect him. You know what? If we'll put the right garments on. Come on. If we'll put the right garments on. And I ain't talking about in the dress code of worldliness, but the right garments of God. Woo! We'll put on the whole righteousness, the whole armor of God. And we get prepared for the war that's ahead of us. And we get prepared for the job that we've got to do. God will show us what we need to do. But it's all in the preparation. See, if a flagman goes out there and he has nothing to show that he's a flagman, how do they know him? Just somebody walking up and down the street. If people see us out there as Christians, how do they know us from anybody else walking up down the street? We say a four-letter word every time we turn around. Oh, that wasn't pretty, was it? How do people know us any different than anybody goes up down the street if we sit and look at pornography like everybody else does in the world? Oh, that's plain, but it's the truth. It's a, one of the deepest, darkest, destroying things in this world. How do we know that we're any different than anybody else if we sit and drink with the drunkards every weekend? Where is our garments of righteousness? <laughs> I know you can't make yourself holy. People say, oh, you're trying to make people holy. No. God will will put the right garment on you. (laughs) And when He clothes you, He'll clothe you in something that's beautiful. He'll clothe you in something with a shield and an armor. Then let me tell you what, the devil himself, when he sees it, he'll say, I know I can't go there. I know I can't go there. Because that garment's been put on by the Most High. That sign of God has been placed upon him. I see it ahead. But then let me tell you this much. Woo! When you wear that garment, you are a target, by the way, though. Because just like that flagman that most people a while ago said, I've seen him, I can't stand it sometimes. How many people do you think the devil ain't looking at through the demonic eyes saying, I can't stand them? Look at her. She walks around work her and she thinks she's so holy. How many of you ever heard people say that about other people? Well, I have. Look at him. Boy, look at him. He thinks he's something, don't he? Really, I bet inside. How many of you ever heard that conversation? I bet inside. He's got so much going on. You know what? You know, that's what the devil does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look at her. Look at him. All the well, I bet that they may, their life may be rosy, but you know what? I bet down the inside they're, they're full of poison. You know what? If you ain't careful, you'll be the one that had the poison in you. That's right. And you'll be the one feeding out poison into other people's life. But you didn't even know that you was poisoned yourself. And you've lost your sign. That's telling everybody, look at me. I love Jesus. 
Don't look at me as a person, but look at who I serve. And that's Jesus Christ. You know what? This morning, Heather, would you come to music? I'm going to ask you something. You may be this morning.